We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Luthor. You're listening to the Uncontested what is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. Coming at you both podcast version and live on YouTube and Periscope on Twitter.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got Taylor Peterson along with me. F it, we'll do it live. No better phrase in the world. We've got Nick Crane. Cowboys can't lose when they're on bye week. Gotta love Sundays like this. We've got Kamiya Bromian. Yeah, you know, not everybody's NFL team is nine and zero. Uh, and did you guys did you guys participate in the American holiday of recycling? <laughs> hey, I have a, I have a recycling bin at the new house. I fill that thing up all the time, man. Do you? We've With been what? recycling. We also have. Last but not least, this is the first time I think all five of us have been on a pod in a long time. We've got it Justin Peabody in the house. Hello, everybody. I'm just I'm just glad we're live streaming this so that everyone can see Kamiar's vest. You guys <laughs> yeah. like it? It's nice. This wait, 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 wait. I have something for this. Too many Keep times. that on. Show. Boom. <laughs> Captain. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I like what's under the vest more. I work, I work out. I work <laughs> out. My man is... Uh, 
you know, Comir, sometimes you make the joke that you're you look like a uh, a Persian nightclub owner with a mustache. Yeah. The, the yeah. vest is just finalizing the look. It, it's it's really the good. Bill. It's really good. Yes, it is. Incredible. I feel like your nightclub would be uh, known for um, not always following the letter of the law. Do you think that'd be accurate? No, no. This asshole has tax evasion written all over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, similar, similar to many barber shops, um, our nightclub is just a front for smuggling drugs and getting a lot more money. Probably have hey. good wings, though. Yeah, really good wings, good uh, wings, especially down in Orlando. Lou Will Lemon Pepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were in mm-hmm. Atlanta, I thought. Atlanta. So I'm looking at this. I don't know. 43 live on Periscope right now and four on YouTube. Hey, what's somebody, up, everybody? Somebody wants us to fire James Franklin. <laughs> I agree. for me. Hey, before we dive in, because we have a ton of NBA stuff to get into, guys, want to take a quick moment. You saw it at the start of the show. If you're watching live, if you're on the podcast version, I'm uh, going to explain it out to you real quick. We are having a live virtual draft party Wednesday night. We will go live at 5.40 p.m. On draft night, that's about 20 minutes before the draft officially kicks off. We're going to break down everything that happens this week and then follow you guys through the first round of the NBA draft. We're going to live react to all the picks, see where the Thunder end up. We got a lot of giveaways too. So if you join right at six o'clock, we're going to drop a trivia question, a Thunder draft trivia question. Whoever gets that trivia question right in the chat first, we're going to get your info. We're going to call you in pizza and wings for yes. draft night. I had wings awesome. tonight. Wingstop. Hey. There you go. Wingstop's yep. the goat. Yes, mm-hmm. I totally agree. We are also going to do two giveaways on our mock draft contest. If you get the closest pick on the Thunder's draft selection, you're going to win an OKC Thunder draft hat. And if your mock draft Ooh. scores the highest, if you do the best on your mock draft, we are buying you a custom OKC Thunder jersey. Come on. Of the new rookie or rookies. Come on. That Poku jersey is going to look yeah. real nice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you can find all of this information at the underscore uncontested on twitter.com. The app we're using for the mock draft contest is called Mock Out instead of Knock Out. Get it. So make sure you go get the Mock Out app. And then um, you can find our link to our our contest on Twitter.com, and we will retweet it again tomorrow. You can make your own mock draft and uh, have a chance to win some cool prizes. I We've like got it. guests coming on the show. It's going to be yes. good stuff. Yes. Get that so, Mello Ball jersey ready. Yeah, there you go. No, <laughs> it's going to say Avdia on the back. Dude, you heard it here first, folks. Come on. If that happens, uh, Jacob will buy one for the giveaway and one for himself. Right. Oh, <laughs> Maybe I'll buy one for my dog and one for my fiance. I'll buy one for each of you guys. <laughs> Got to buy one for Nick so that he can walk the streets yeah. and pretend that he is Denny Advia. Yeah, I could have uh, everybody thinking I'm him. I could even dress up as him for Halloween. I think I'm already yes. excited in my you you're, you're right like there. the Clay Thompson guy. Yes. If that happens, yeah. we need to get you dressed up like him and just go walk around Oklahoma City and pretend that you are him and see what happens. TMZ everywhere. Wait, does TMZ yes. exist in Oklahoma? I don't know, but I mean, sure. It could. It could. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's let's dive into this. Uh, we woke up, at least I woke up this morning because I woke up late, to some Woj bombs. Yeah. My man is like the, the United States in the Middle East, just dropping them everywhere. <laughs> These and are more pleasant, though. Ending with Dennis Schroeder has been traded. Well, he technically hasn't been traded, but the agreement is in place. Yes, the agreement is in place. Everything is good to go. The trade window opens at 11 a.m. tomorrow on Monday. 
albeit the Schroeder trade cannot go into effect until after the draft. Uh, it's Dennis Schroeder to the Los Angeles Lakers for Danny Green and the 28th pick in the 2020 draft. Before we break down this trade, guys, I wanted to take a quick moment and give an ode to Dennis Schroeder. Oh. Let's roundtable this real quick. Give us your, yeah, the Schroeder. Give us your favorite Dennis Schroeder memory in Oklahoma City. Dennis Schroeder. Oh, that's so true. That might be <laughs> even like everything head. he did on the court. It might just be how excited the OKC announcer got every time he got to say his name to Justin's point. Schroeder. Schroeder. Every time. <laughs> I think I think an underrated Schroeder moment because I th- I think there's some obvious ones that stand out, but an underrated Schroeder moment is when he uh, they're playing the Spurs and he starts trash talking. I can't remember who was on him now, but he's basically like calling out exactly what he's going to do, and he fakes really hard to the left and puts the defender on skates and comes and back and just starts cracking up. Yep. so good, and that's, that's a good the kind one. of stuff that if he goes to the Lakers. That's going to be on Bleacher Report every single night next season. Oh, yeah. Unlike the Dennis last Schroeder, two six seasons. Man of the year. I'm putting my bets in on bet online <laughs> right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Nick, favorite Dennis Schroeder memory in Oklahoma City. I'm going to go a little different route. I'm not going to go with an actual like moment. I'm just going to say kind of an aggregate of just his reactions to things when he's on the bench. Just yeah. the the hype that he brings, even though he was. And over the past couple of years, he was one of the top five best players at any given moment that he was on the team. Uh, you know, he spent a little bit of time on the bench to start games, and he always had that positive attitude and that smile and hyped up the the bench and the crowd. And, and that's just what I'm going to remember him as. Taylor, what do you got? Ooh, I, well, I think the obvious one that we haven't mentioned yet is the uh, Hail Mary from last season. And that was fun for me because I had the posting podcast, so I got to uh, rip uh, the audio from Hail Mary by Tupac and play it to start the podcast. <laughs> but the through your, phone, and, your microphone. Yes. And ever since then, it messed up my audio up until like <laughs> oh, two weeks ago. <laughs> worth it. Everything's oh, fine. Worth it. Everything's fine. Worth uh, it. That's right. Call so me. What do you got? I'm like pointing to the, the clock and there's like, and then, yes, that like, picture is iconic. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. Well, the, the moment that I've got is when Shay uh, scored a 20-20-10 and Schroeder came up behind him and dumped the water on his head and told him it's it was so, so, effing, effing, tough, bro. so effing tough, bro. So effing tough, bro. 20-20-10? Uh, yeah. That's so fucking that tough, really bro. And then, like, of course, I really liked what he had to say before the season. And during the season, he's like, you know, I love Russ, but because <laughs> basically saying Russ would hijack the offense. So that was also a really, really nice uh, – Really nice thing from Dennis before he, uh, he uh, purple and gold. Yep. Um, dang, you guys took all the good ones. So I'll <laughs> go with the time he tried to fight Deontay Burton in the locker room. <laughs> oh. Also a good memory, though. Our I can Nick say Green. I was I was outside of the locker room for that one. <laughs> I was, forgot about that. It was like, interesting. In yeah, it was a lot, lot of screaming and heard a know, heard a metal chair get smashed over someone's head yeah, typically <laughs> typically in the locker room within like 10 minutes of the game ending and that one we were all outside like uh what's going on in there so <laughs> but hey they, they rattle off some wins after that sometimes yeah, that did. locker room commotion can be for the best it's all yep. you need what about the uh the steal at the end of that celtics game that's a good one yeah. right right before the season got called off i feel like the thunder were i mean flying so high right then and then you know pandemics and stuff yeah yeah, that was a good one, though. That was uh, ripping Kimball Walker to win the game. 
Good stuff. And then uh, not winning six man of the year, you know? Yeah, that's tough. That's Ooh. tough. All right. So Danny Green picked 28 coming back to the Thunder. I think we're all pretty much in agreement that Danny Green at this point in the in, in a rebuild does not belong on the Thunder. Uh, just doesn't make sense. He made sense three years ago. He doesn't make sense now. Where are some possible destinations where the Thunder might end up trading Danny Green to? Do you think this deal ends up becoming a three-team deal before we're all said and done? Do you think Danny Green gets traded a week or two down the line? Is he a trade deadline kind of guy? So when do you think the Thunder are going to look to flip Danny Green? Because I think we're all in agreement they will. Well, here's Where's he going to go? Here's something kind of funny. Kevin O'Connor um, tweets after Woj makes his announcement this morning saying that uh, Milwaukee actually had been pursuing a Dennis Shooter trade prior to the Thunder apparently, you know, agreeing to this trade with the Lakers. And so, you know, and they're trying to get off uh, Bledsoe. So, and then also Wes, Wes Matthews, apparently the Lakers are interested in him. And he just, like, as right before we started recording this podcast, uh, just declined his player option and is looking to get paid in free agency. So, <laughs> uh, it's a little more complicated now that Wes Matthews opted out. But if West was already going to the Lakers, I could totally see a situation. I mean, it makes sense where you do a three-team trade where the Lakers get Schroeder, West Matthews, Milwaukee gets Danny Green, and then you just find salary filler in between. Again, it's a little more complicated now that uh, West Matthews decided to opt out of this final year and just enter uh, unrestricted free agency. But nevertheless, it would have been kind of fun. Um, but I just found it interesting. I just wanted to mention that apparently, according to Kevin O'Connor, the ringer, um, okay, so he was in pretty deep trade discussions this past week for Dennis Shooter with Milwaukee. Would you think it was possible to somehow sign and trade Gallo to the Heat while also sending Danny Green to the Heat? I don't even know if the Heat would be interested in Danny Green considering <laughs> who they have shooters. Who they have coming back. There's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of money. Money. there's a lot of money on it too. Uh, but I'm trying to think of where he would fit, who would re- really need him, and who would use him. I feel like Danny Green at this point in his career is. Probably more serviceable than Andre Iguodala. I don't. I don't like Andre Iguodala. Like I didn't really like his performance last year, even though he wasn't really performing or working out with the with the with the Grizz. So I can't really think of anybody. I mean, Sean says the Mavs, and that might be yeah. intriguing, but I don't really know he's, about. He's not white this. though, so probably not the Mavs. <laughs> True. True. What What about a team like the Brooklyn Nets, who are really really high yes, on Joe Harris? That's what I was gonna say. He's gonna be I a like free that. agent, and they've made it clear that like Joe Harris is one of their you know, top priorities this summer or not summer. It's so weird to say that this winter <laughs> off season, winter off yeah. season um, mm-hmm. is to get him resigned. And if for some reason they can't, or, you know, trading for a guy like Danny green and, and flipping some money is an easier way to get shooting and, and obviously defense as well. I think that could make a lot of sense. Yeah. I was going to say Brooklyn as well, specifically because I think that it's going to be partly about what Oklahoma city can get in return. And Brooklyn has a lot of assets to offer. I think we we've spent most of the day today talking about some of them uh, in, in returns for uh, James Harden. But I think that some of those could be intriguing to Oklahoma city, whether that's purely, you know, draft capital or whether that's a draft pick and a guy, I think that remains to be seen, but I think Brooklyn has some stuff that could, could get Sam Presti to pick up the phone. I mean, even a guy like like Tarian Prince, who was yeah. rumored to be a Thunder guy at the deadline a couple of seasons ago, still, you know, he's, he's not the, the 21, 22-year-old, but he's kind of a, a mid-20s guy. The salary's fairly close. Like, if you just want to flip the timeline a little bit and get a, a guy in his mid-20s for a guy like Danny Green that's 32 or 33, I mean, it's it's a 
it's better than a sidestep. Hey, so uh, Sean on Twitter, Periscope, uh, at Sean03199, asked about the Celtics. What do you guys think about the Celtics for Danny Green? The salary matching is difficult there because the Celtics have massive contracts like Gordon Hayward, um, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. And then after that, it's a lot of small contracts. The only middling one that's about that Danny Green range is Marcus Smart, and there's no way in hell they do that. Good I was luck. just looking, though. The, the Nets, I think, are an interesting one. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Nick, Tarian Prince, you can line that up pretty evenly. Uh, do a Tarian Prince swap. You're taking on an extra year with Tarian Prince uh, in return for the expiring of Danny Green. And then have the Nets toss you the 19th overall pick in the 2020 draft. And that's just another bullet in the clip for Presti to use to trade up. On would you night. would would you do just to dig into the rabbit hole a bit further? Would you do Danny Green and that twenty eight pick for Prince and nineteen? So you're giving up a pick, but you're also moving up. If that's what you had to do to get pick nineteen, I'd be interested. But I think with taking on the extra money, uh, it it would make sense that you should be able to get that pick without without a pick swap. I just think it's tough with. I mean, obviously, the the Nets are interested in James Harden. They're they're going to have to think long and hard before they give up any guy that's of value and has a big contract. Right. But yeah. you know, if if that train comes to an end, uh, maybe they're more willing to give up assets. So it's probably harder for them to even do a trade like this at the moment. So yeah. Colton Colton uh, Ivy Davis says Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards, and Enos for Green. It's interesting. That could work. Yeah, guys, in the, guys back in the trade. I so, love the way you say enus. Enus. Enus the penis. Every time. <laughs> Never penis forget penis. when he was traded to OKC, somebody said, Oh no, we got penis cancer. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. That was a that was a great day. Because we all thought we were getting Jarrett Jack and uh Brooke Lopez. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah. And the next right. thing you know, it was Ennis Cantor and uh From Utah. Oh, who was the white guy? Kyle Singler. Billy no. Silva. Uh, the 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 white guy that was also from Utah. Oh boy! Why can't I remember this? That He's we like, brought in in the Ennis Cantor trade. Yes, <laughs> he's got like a K in his name or something like that. I have no clue. Uh, not here. three of them. Not three of them. Uh, <laughs> I hate oh, you. He was with you. No, he was like a dad kind of dude. Okay, so, Steve Novak. Steve Steve Novak. Novak. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Ah, white guy with with a K with See? a K in his name. Look at me. Look at me go. Remember, Why remember, Enos Cantor tweeted that picture of Rudy Gay's locker in Oklahoma City, and then we ended up getting yeah. mellow instead. Free agency. Amazing. Man, you gotta love Ennis. You gotta <laughs> love Ennis. All right. So, my next question for you guys as part of this trade that was weird. Kamiar and Nick both looked left at the same time, and I was like, What are you guys looking at? But I realized you are literally like 300 miles away. So you're not looking at the same thing. <laughs> the Thunder get pick 28 in this deal, which speaking of, uh, Taylor, you had mentioned Kevin O'Connor's report that Milwaukee was was engaged in conversations with Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. I think that probably came down to, and this is pure speculation, but if the Thunder got Danny Green and pick 28 from the Lakers, I'm assuming the offer from Milwaukee was Eric Bledsoe and pick 24. Right. The difference is Eric Bledsoe has three more years left on his deal and the Thunder didn't want long-term salary. So you, you fall back four spots and you get the expiring contract. Right. 
Will the pick at number 28 on Wednesday, is the player whose name is announced at pick 28, is that player coming to Oklahoma City? Or do you think that pick is getting packaged and the Thunder are moving up the draft board? I think it's getting packaged, but that's something that we probably need to mention, Jacob, um, like you were inferring, is that you know because of the uh, step Stepian rule with the Lakers, they can't technically trade that pick to OKC prior to the draft. Um, they're going to have to make that selection on OKC's behalf. Now, <laughs> OKC could tell the Lakers to select a player on maybe let's just use the Phoenix Suns as an example on their behalf with the pick 28, but that trade wouldn't be able to go through until after the draft. Definitely. And um, you can do that. You, you can, the Thunder can trade that pick, even though they don't own it right, right. now. And then right. just have the Lakers pick for <laughs> like whatever. Said, in principle. Right. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So, that sounds so messy as far that's as what I was going to say, like, like you try to coordinate with the team. You're like, Hey, we want to move up to spot 20. You choose this player. We'll choose this player. And then we're going to tell the Lakers to choose this player with hopes that everybody is picked is still on the board. I don't know how that works, especially because like of the Stepien rule, if, if there's no Stepien rule, we wouldn't have any issues. Yeah. Like, well, it, it's, it's, it's really not different. It's just that like the, it feels so messy to the, me. the, the name on the board drafting is right. different, but in reality, the hat, the it, hat they put on, right. It's the same team making that pick. It's just a little bit, it's a little messier in our heads, but in reality, it's it's no different yeah. than it being an actual deal that's already been done. What's yeah. going to be interesting is I think, I don't know, more maybe more than other years, I think we're going to see a lot more movement on draft night. And I mean, uh, who was the report a couple nights ago that said basically every team in the top 10 had looked at moving back and every team yeah. not in the top 10 had looked at moving up. And I think that, I mean, we know Oklahoma City is looking at it or at least we think they are um, there's it's going to be wild trying to keep up. I think with, you know, who is actually going where and who actually drafted whom we're, I, I don't even know what show it's from that. That might be kind of bad, but you know, the gif of the crazy guy with the, the cork board behind him where he's pointing at all the shit and he's smoking the cigarette. Yep. What show is that from? Always Sunny. That's going to be all of us on this stream <laughs> Wednesday night. Trying that's to why we up. have Woj. Woj exactly. can walk us through that. Yeah, exactly. It's also going to make that mock draft right. really dirty because what? everyone's going to fill out oh a mock draft God. and then none of the picks are going to line up. So true. One thing I would point out, and this is to answer my, the, the question here on my end, I would say pick 28 is not going to the Oklahoma City Thunder as far as like who's drafted. A couple of reasons with how flexible Presti's going to want to be this season. And just looking at him historically, um, the Thunder like to roll with 14 guys. Like they, they don't always fill out that 15 man roster. Uh, that's, that's point a point B in any Chris Paul trade, whether guys are rerouted, it's a three team trade with that salary. You're likely going to get multiple players back. I don't know if you can trade Chris Paul, get two to three guys back and make all these picks and still be under 15 players. If you pick up all these player options with guys like Burton, eh, but either, either way, like you got to keep that in mind too. You can only sign 15 guys. Yeah. I've been thinking about that for like the last couple of days, actually with the amount of picks Oklahoma city has, and then how many first rounders that they're going to have that, that is so many dudes in a short amount of time that they're going to have to make like a lot of decisions on and, or just yeah. trading them or stashing them or whatever, you know, might have a, I'm curious if OKC would have another Houston situation where you draft and stash like in the uh, in the states, but uh, it'll be intriguing for, nonetheless. Definitely no, I, I think that's a definite possibility. I would also agree. I don't think pick twenty eight is coming to Oklahoma City. 
Uh, I think it's going to get rerouted. I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a three-team deal where you flip. I was I was looking at it today. Like, would Danny Green in twenty-eight make sense to Minnesota for pick seventeen and like James, and James Johnson? Johnson? That's a good one. I like that. Hmm. I think uh, I, I liked sense. James Johnson like three years ago. Same thing yeah. as I liked I like <laughs> Danny Green four years ago. Yeah, like, and James Johnson is another expiring deal. So you're just climbing up right the board, and and Danny Green would be good in the locker room with those with those young wolves up in up in Minnesota. So it's and actually competing so, for a playoff spot, not tanking like he would be in OKC. Somebody brought up a good question. They said, with Dennis being traded, do you think it's less likely we trade Stevo? I think it's more likely Oklahoma City tries to trade him. But that's just me. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't I think, think, try. I don't I don't think, think there's a market. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I worry about. Yep. Exactly. That's Nick has key. been Nick has been perpetuating that for like the last three years that <laughs> OKC definitely overpaid Stephen Adams, which they they did, and I in questioning his market value, and I don't know what it is, and it's definitely not what he's worth right now as far as the money he's making. So I don't know how OKC would get off that. I mean, he's an expiring this year, isn't he? Yep. So yeah, he's, might, he's, as well, might as well just eat that, that and try to help. renegotiate or something. Yep. 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 See if he'll sign a more reasonable deal. You know, if he wants to stay in Oklahoma City and if they want him to kind of, you know, take on that role a little bit, that there's a path where it could work. But I agree. I think there's a there's a chance that I I don't know. It, it feels like every, nobody is nobody's safe, and maybe so, nobody is the wrong word, but like they're going to look at anybody and anybody that gets them a, a favorable return is is uh possibly going out the door so one last thing i want to bring up to you guys here and this is something that i saw a lot of on thunder twitter it was a combination of excitement um or maybe just a consensus of excitement because things are actually happening but a lot of people or a lot of fans i think who were like that's all we got for the potential you know it should have been the sixth man of the year um so what do you guys think about the value in return like me personally i think getting a first round for Dennis shooter um especially on an expiring contract in a year like this is fantastic and not only do you get a first rounder for dennis even if it, even if it is a late first rounder you're also getting a guy in danny green which you know we've been talking about now for the past 10 minutes that you could flip um even though he didn't have his best season maybe this past season he's still i think gonna be very highly sought after um, and Preston can continue to get more value out of danny green to add on to that shooter trade so what are your guys' thoughts on the um the official return for dennis shooter I've got two things, and it's not like groundbreaking stuff. I think we were we all already know this, and we all be in agreement. A, like before this last 2019-20 season, Dennis Schroeder probably would not have netted you a first round pick. Like we we were saying, you know, fifteen and a half million, like that's way too much for him. Like, yeah, he's a good bench player, but like, do you really need him with all these point guards? And then now he's a guy the Lakers are targeting, and he's going to be the third best player on a, a team running it back trying to win a ship. Uh, second part of that, you know, I don't think this is done. Like, I still think mm-hmm. Presti's trying to get a Taylor Horton Tucker out of the deal or, you know, bring in a third team. Like, I think this initial report where it's going to be centered around Danny Green for obvious contract reasons and pick 28, like the, the door isn't closed. I think when it's all said and done, like, like the, the value in return is going to be much higher than we think it is right now. I think that's fair. Definitely. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, but I think there's a lot more left to come. Um, let's move on to some of those other things. The first one being Danilo Gallinari. There have been some reports coming out first from uh sponsor of the podcast, betonline.ag. 
Yeah, has had the odds. The, yep, has my the Miami Heat as the number one odds-on favorite to land Danilo Gallinari uh, this offseason. I've been Re- saying. Yep. I've been Re- saying. More reports coming out that Miami is uh, looking at multiple avenues to get Gallo there. I don't know what those avenues are. I guess, will you take the, the mid-level exception? Gallo says no. Okay, <laughs> shit. Let's move on to, to spot number two, which is a sign-and-trade, you know, or maybe a three-team sign-and-trade. I don't know. Miami was involved in a rare four-team sign-and-trade last offseason, so they're they're willing to do whatever it takes. But do you guys think Gallo ends up in Miami, number one? Number two, what does a sign-and-trade of Gallo to Miami look like? Yes. Yes, he does. Gallo deserves Miami, and Miami deserves Gallo. <laughs> um, as far as what a deal could look like, it's not super sexy, but I could see something like an Igodala. I, we talked about it a second ago in regards to Danny Green, but like I could see Igodala coming <laughs> to Oklahoma City, and I understand. Like, no thank you, but... Similar to Danny Green, um, Iguodal is a piece that could be flipped. He's a piece that Oklahoma City could get something True. in return for. Um, He'd be so pissed, though, after having to go to, to Memphis for a year. I love it. Sign me up. Sign, <laughs> like, you're, sign, you're right. There's nothing. Sign me up for the, for the Iguodala jerseys. Externally. Get all the Iguodala jerseys on Fanatics that nobody will ever buy because he'll never wear them. Except us. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we should do a giveaway for an Iguodala jersey if that happens. <laughs> but like, he he still has value. It'll probably be you know he'll probably end up with the Lakers just because um, it feels right. He needs he needs another ring. But like, I I don't know. He feels like a piece that Oklahoma City could could in turn turn into something else, and it helps Miami by getting him off Miami. <laughs> you yeah. know, I would have liked this way better when Justice Winslow was still in the Heat. Uh, I would have, I would have liked that much better. Uh, and now we are like dealing with who, like James Johnson and not James Johnson, but uh, Kelly Olenek. Like, yeah. ew. and by the way, I was laughing because Michael Herndon said the first time I watched you guys, and none of you look like anything. I, know. I, I thought you were. We all look way that. sexier. Than, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's you're welcome, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but really, someone tunes I, in and says, "Why are all these assholes wearing hats except the orange-headed guy?" Okay, <laughs> why is the brown no one guy told have me, no shirt on? No one, no one told me it was hat night. I was just. Yeah, but no, but for real, I would have been more intrigued by a sign and trade for Gallo to Miami if Winslow was still available. But now yeah, he's not. It's sure. just like who who do I want? Right. Kelly Olynyk, and that's it. Maybe Kendrick Nunn, but I don't see I, why would Miami want to part from him, especially right. having his twenty right. five year old rookie campaign. So I don't I don't know. They're trying to get better. They're not trying to. That was my thought. Was Kelly Olynyk and um, uh, who else did you just say? Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn, Nunn, Kelly Olenek, Kendrick Nunn, probably get you there on the money. That's a combined like $14 million, which is probably about what Gallo's going to get in free agency. And then something as simple as like remove the protections on the 2023 pick. Right now it's lottery protected for Miami. So if it falls one through 14, Miami keeps it anywhere else. Oklahoma City keeps it. Do I think Miami's going to miss the playoffs in two years? No. But you remove those, those protections just in case, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler kills the whole team by making them wake up at 3 a.m. to go to practice. They're going to have Giannis. That's uh, fair. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But well, the, the other thing is that the, the Iguodala one that, that Taylor was talking about, you know, you go get Andre Iguodala. 
he fits perfectly into that Golden State trade exception that was created by Andre Iguodala. That is interesting. So you also, put Andre yeah. Iguodala back in his own trade exception. I don't think that's ever been done before. That would be a fun, like little quirky you make, NBA cap. You make is there a rule? Again. You can't do that? Oh, did Justin no, say Iguodala? Sorry. That's I the think third that's time in a week. Three straight pods <laughs> that you've called me Taylor. Can you blame him though, Justin? I'm not even wearing a hat. <laughs> Unless, how, man, he's like the tallest guy here. He was like, I don't even, hey, I don't even say Enos. I, I found, <laughs> I found the picture of us when we, when we podcast with Perry Jones, and <laughs> the fact that Justin's like taller yes. than Perry Jones really I'm not, like and, okay. And I'm, I, I'm literally, oh, we lost Jacob, but lost I'm Jacob. literally I'm half bad. the size. I'm literally half the size of Perry Jones. I come up to his like his. his <laughs> You're barely in the picture. His, his pants, yeah, like where his pants meet his shirt. That's where <laughs> I'm at on Perry Jones. So like. I'm not and taller than Perry Jones. You're like the same height. Shut up. He's, he's got me by like mm, three inches. That, it was close. It was close. It was close. It was. But regardless, uh, so I want your guys' final prediction while we try and get Jacob back in here. Does Gallo end up in Miami? Um, and if he does, is it a sign trade or is it just outright? Um, and I think to a lot of people's points and some of our comments here, you have Giannis. Yeah. About next year. Miami would love that. Uh, I, I think for... Oklahoma City's perspective, you hope it's a sign and trade because I think that's going to net you a, a bigger return. Uh, similar to the deals that the deadline, though, uh, with Miami, since we're talking about them, they, you know, they were a little hesitant because they wanted to lock Gallo down longer term. Is he willing to add that in this time around? If, if they work out some sort of sign and trade, I think that could sway the deal. But I think you're going to get a lot more for Gallo. Um, it, you know, if, if you can lock him into a longer contract, potentially um, not like a really long contract because Gallo's kind of old, but if you can get him to, to add an extra year or something like that, like Miami was looking for, then that's going to help things from OKC's perspective. I think I can't, he ends up in Miami, but not in a sign and trade. It sounds nice, uh, but uh, it doesn't sound like it's just, it just sounds like a favorite OKC. And I don't know if they'll do that, especially with the, that's the cap, fair. with the cap, not as that it would and stuff like that. I don't think it will, but just being uh down nick where you no i i'm in agreement with you like if if he does go to miami i don't think it'll be through sign and trade just with the way their contracts look and everything um i do think there's a solid chance that he could be in a sign and trade deal through oklahoma city i, I just don't think it would be miami again um i also just can't wait for oklahoma city to pull off a sign and trade with gallo and thunder twitter saying we got this guy in pit 30. Are you kidding me? Like, do you realize yep. it's getting either, anything it's is either something or nothing? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see. I, but I don't know. I, I just Gallo 32 injury prone. It was a blessing in Oklahoma city. He didn't get injured. I just think some teams are still kind of hesitant. Just knowing like it was a miracle. He wasn't injured last season. Yeah, that's fair too. That's fair too. So we have uh we have one last trade room. I think we probably need to touch on here. Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, obviously, we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday's podcast because it had just recently dropped. But it seems like that the talks are continuing. Um, obviously, there's been some rumors that have been dropped. Some maybe not so true. Uh, not quite as valid, obviously, as a Woj or somebody like that dropping those rumors. But I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on that as well. 
Um, is CP3 to Phoenix a done deal? And maybe the shooter trade that happened this morning is like we mentioned a little earlier. Is that a way of making that happen? Uh, Jacob, can you hear us now? Can you, can you yeah. talk? And, oh yeah, there we go. We're yeah, back. I'm back. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. I just want to make sure this is a bear with us here, friends. Cause this is a, a new stream. This platform. is our maiden voyage. So yeah, yes. that's right. You, you guys are along for the ride. <laughs> no. So the, the CP3 stuff, we haven't heard any more news out of it. Now, one thing I did think was interesting. That's not true. People on Twitter are saying it's a done deal, Jacob. Oh, yeah, that's Come true. On. That's true. Um, just call me Scoop me. P. God, Whoa, I hate you. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. We did this one time, and it, it was, it was not good. It was a bad decision. It was we're early on. In we're still in, our, still in our basements. We had a, we had a we different. We're still in our mother's basements. Although we I don't have a up anymore. I'm on, uh, I'm on that 1G. That we one, had a gig, that one gig internet. We had a different Justin back then, so <laughs> a different Justin. <laughs> so um, there was a report that Tom Thibodeau of the Knicks is pushing the front office to make quote win now moves, and I thought, ooh, win now moves. Yeah. All you have to do is get Phoenix to say, okay, we'll throw pick ten in for Chris Paul, yes. and then you immediately hang up the phone. You call Leon Rose and say, "Hey, Phoenix offered pick ten. You throw him pick eight into the mix." Yes, that leverage, it. baby. I'm I here for it. it. I think. I think to the second part of your question, Taylor. I think that the Schroeder deal. My gut tells me yes. That's an indication that that there's a Chris Paul deal that they feel pretty good about, you know, we're going to start stripping this thing down to the screws because we've moved Chris Paul and, and that's the direction we're heading. But at the same time, I felt that way about the Jeremy Grant trade last off season. I that's felt like true. when, when they moved point. Jeremy Grant, it was like, okay, this thing's blowing up, but that wasn't the case. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it just worked out with Schroeder. Maybe Schroeder said, Hey, I don't want to come back next season. Find me a deal similar to what I'm pretty sure Jeremy Grant said, and they were able to work it out. So I don't want to lean on that too much as speculation, but it just seems like it seems like there's probably something out there that Presty feels pretty good about. There are some random Suns folks that are saying that OKC wants Cam Johnson, who has cinder blocks for feet. Um, and uh, Mike, isn't he like a 28 year old rookie too? Yeah, no yep. thanks. He, he, I mean, he can shoot the ball, but he, he can't can do yeah. anything else. And then they also, uh, he's saying OKC also wants bridges, uh, which Oof. I don't, I don't think OKC is really saying Meaning that either. First round CP three or and, and and so when I think of when I think of CP three going to the Knicks possibly for a win now move with Tom Thibodeau, my goodness, like one of the best parts about CP three and OKC was that you had Dennis Schroeder and Shea, and they could stagger them all the time. CP three could play. You know, 26, 28 minutes. And then, of course, when things go to the playoffs, you can play all he wants. And Thibodeau's going to play that man like 36 minutes a night, and he's going to kill his body <laughs> on that vegan diet. It's not going to work. It's not going to work up there. Chris Paul just wants to hoop, though. He he's a, he's a hoop. hooper. He's a hooper. And I think he would, honestly, I think he would do really well with Devin Booker, but that's just me. Yeah. Oh, with Dever, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton? Can you me yeah. imagine yes. a DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker pick and roll? That's. That's disgusting. And now like, Devin Booker mm-hmm. actually gets to create his own stuff and go off the dribble and not have to score 50 a night to be in contention to win that game. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. I think this is a given, but I want to double check. Bridges versus number 10. You'd rather have Bridges, yes? For this old, team in, in particular? Mm-hmm. How old yes. is Bridges? Bridges is 24? 
I, I, Jacob, yeah. you're actually the last person I thought that would go that direction. Yeah, oh, I, want, I want the pick. I want the pick. You want the pick? Oh, I want that's the pick. tough, Bridges, man. That is tough. I, I like Mikhail Bridges a lot, but you're going to have to pay him in, what, two years now? Yeah. Um, he's, he's already a little bit ahead of the timeline. Not the Shea timeline, but the 50 million picks timeline. Right. Um, right. I just... I I I I like Mikhail Bridges a lot. I think Presty would probably take the pick unless he thought he could get Bridges and flip him for a better pick. Who hmm. scores on a Dort Bridges defense? Not a lot of people, yeah, but I think you want people to score on this team this next year so you can be really <laughs> bad and get the number one overall that's, pick. Yeah. yeah. For me and and that's 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 a an argument we get in all the time. Like, I don't care if it's, I don't, I don't, if you throw out Dort and Bridges and SGA, Steven Adams and Darius Baisley, you're still not going to win games. That's yeah. true. We can't be scared. You can't be scared to, to pick up guys that are decent right now. You know, yeah. I agree though. I think it's the timeline. I, I, I'd probably take the pick too. I just, thank you, I, Justin. Thank I'm, you. Okay. I really, I really like Bridges, and I think that he would be a good fit. But it's the age. I Do you think like he's... stone bridges or wood bridges. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I like, I like Bridges. I would take him because he's somebody that is already proven uh, somewhat as a young guy. Um, he's got definite tools. He's not in the thunder mold of raw and athletic, and has no Can't shooting shoot. ability whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, so you know what you're getting, and you know you can improve him with the staff that is in OKC. That their plan is to improve and build up, build upon uh, prior maybe abilities. And so then you look at it, and then we did talk about the cutoff age for this team is 24 years old, and you don't have to take all those picks like we talked about yeah. earlier. So right. I mean, you you might even just package a few picks to move up a lot sure. more. Uh, so I would take Bridges, knowing that he's that that age ceiling at 24 is probably about it, and just keep on rolling with it. That's what I'm saying, anyways. I agree. I just I think this honestly, I think this is an irrelevant point, anyways, because I think Phoenix thinks very highly of Bridges. Um, yeah, I know no way Phoenix, they're training him. We talked. I go go listen to our ta- the podcast we did with the, the timeline guys here a couple months ago. We were talking about CP3 trades, and uh, and it's not just them either. I mean, the organization as a whole really thinks highly of Bridges. They're, it's they're, it's they're, they're very the same way. Very different players with very different skill sets, but I think the Phoenix front office looks at Bridges the same way that Oklahoma City's front office looks at Shea. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Speaking of though, one last thing I want to touch on about the CP3 to Phoenix thing before we move on, because I know we need to get moving on, is. I, I tweeted about this. Uh, I know a few people uh, have have noticed it as well. Just a small aside, and Nick and I had a conversation about this in the Slack as well, in, in our uncontested Slack. But Got a little heated. On, on, the, <laughs> on the latest edition of the Low Post podcast, when Low was talking about the Orlando Magic, he mentioned, oh, they might be able to flip Evan Fournier for a first. Uh, he's on an expiring contract. It would make some sense. And then he said, just a little one sentence aside, never, never expanded on it. He said, This is also what Sam Presti is is asking about Kelly Ubre. And the way it was worded was was interesting. And there was no elaboration, but it makes you wonder: is Presti making calls to see what Ubre's value is because he already thinks that deal is in the bag or that deal is in the bag? and just hasn't been announced yet. And so he's trying to figure out how quickly he can flip Ubre. Just an interesting idea of of kind of where I think their thought process probably is, which is flip as many things as you can 
yeah. um, to, to try to climb this draft board in the 2021 draft. This board. is a literally 2K mode. I saw somebody tweet it the other day <laughs> today, but this is literally what you do in 2K when you get a really crappy team and you're like in the owner mode or whatever. You sell off literally all of your players for picks and you just get more picks and picks and picks and then you suck for the next three years and to build it up and hopefully you catch something in free agency, like something minuscule. And talking about Ubre just makes me think of the one time he was in OKC and I tweeted at him that his I hair was whack. About this. <laughs> his hair was, I said, yo, Kelly Ubre's hair is whack. And then he tweeted me right after the game was like, you spell whack wrong. Cause I spelt it with an H and not the W A C K. So then I felt really How stupid. Embarrassing. Yeah, I felt dumb. I was uh, like, dang, like I was really clowning on his hair. And then I was wrong. About <laughs> the, the, I didn't know there were two different kinds of wax until that. So, yeah, it's, uh, if if he goes to Oklahoma City even for a partial season, we got to get him on the pod and retell him that story. <laughs> oh my God, that's hey, incredible! This is yeah. the guy that tweeted we'd you. We'd also have two Ubre. Converse athletes. Yeah, we would. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I forgot about that. Good yep. point. He yep. looked pretty pretty dope in in Phoenix's uniform reveal what, video. What, hey, the horse and the Ferrari. Yeah. Speaking it'd of which, shame. it'd be a shame if he got traded. We don't that. have this. We don't have this in our doc, and uh, we're already going along. But <laughs> but why OKC, not? Yeah, <laughs> but why not? You know, we're Russell Westbrook stands. So uh, the city edition leak on the t-shirts. Yikes. Let's uh, let's hope that's not going to be the, the oh uniform design. Don't it get is. any it of is. us started. It, it looks is. like the freaking love shirt they put on the yes. on the chairs yes. for the playoffs. Yeah, it's like a triple XL because everyone's too fat to wear them. Chesapeake, all uh, the sponsors. <laughs> to do the free T-shirts for the playoffs. That's exactly what it looks listen, like. It looks listen. like the forty-year-old mom got a hold of Microsoft Paint and said, "Come here, honey. Look at this." <laughs> that listen, font reminds me of like an AAU jersey. Like I, I'm so pretty the, sure we saw Bronny in a jersey like that the, back when he was playing AAU. <laughs> I can confirm that is real. Uh, that is what's going to be on the jerseys. Wah, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> what I did terrible. find out is the. Um, the font is definitely the same font that's on the Oklahoma flag. So they're going that angle and it's saying Oklahoma instead of Oklahoma city. Like there's going to be some state flag tie in. I haven't been able to get any like hard and fast details on the rest of the Jersey, but I think there's a potential that there's like some other design element that obviously doesn't show up on a t-shirt that could maybe help. I'm not saying it's going to be a good design at the end of the day, but like I'm hoping for like, a big old Osage shield on the yeah. shorts or That'd something cool. like that. I want That'd that big, really cool, I want right? that big old peace pipe. When they tanked, they literally on. meant they were tanking everything <laughs> and they're just going to make sure that you're going to make sure that you're everything. a damn good fan yeah. because they're yeah. eliminating well, all the bad fans right now. Here, like, here, if you stick around through this storm chaser inspired <laughs> Jersey, you're with us in the long haul. Here, oh, here was my, my, uh, my uh, conspiracy is they made these jerseys for Chris Paul to say, Oh dude, fuck it. I'm out. I'm, no, thanks. I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> I'm out, bro. All right, guys, let's move on to some stuff around the association. But before we do, let's take a quick moment to tell all of our listeners and watchers, about who's paying for this podcast or who's paying us for this podcast. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. 
Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going, like maybe an assistant coach for the Thunder. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, according to Comscore Total Visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, right now, to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full, full swing. I don't know if you guys were like me, but I was out on the back porch watching some games this evening before we jumped on the podcast. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going to the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, gentlemen, you ready to take a trip around the association? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> <laughs> even better live yeah i can't even hear it because my audio output messed up but i still enjoyed it <laughs> you played it in your head and that's what matters yeah, that's i right. could hear it as the as the timer was counting down i could hear it in my head <laughs> gentlemen the saga in houston Ooh. just gets better and better wait, wait, we have a first Russell what what a garbage caption. <laughs> Taylor's trying to get Overused. a job writing writing headlines oh, uh, for a newspaper. First we had the report that Houston or that Westbrook and Harden were quote uneasy with the direction of the franchise. Then we heard Westbrook wants out. Then we heard the whole team is pissed off. <laughs> now apparently sounds as if James Harden is interested in joining the Brooklyn Nets. While Woj is reporting that the market for Westbrook is, quote, non-existent. It is very slow Ooh. moving because nobody wants all that money. Meanwhile, Presti, for a guy. Yeah, meanwhile, Presti got two first-round picks and two swaps. Yes, also, Justin, that is a good mustache. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. We should all do mustaches for the Wednesday live Ooh. draft show. It's not no, hard for me. I don't have enough time. 
back to the the question at hand beyond my my mustache um you know i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a moment Who's to say Tillman Fertitta? I'm That's what he's selling at his new Mexican Tillman restaurant. Fajita. Tillman Fajitas. I can go Perkins and call him Fertito. Tillman Fertito. Who's to say you didn't tell Harden to suck it and just like, bro, you're under contract for two more years. What are you going to do? Like at this point with the Rockets, uh, yeah, it could tank the culture, but it sounds like that's already happened. Yeah. I just I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they do is he would show up to each game at halftime drunk after he got out of the strip club. <laughs> out of strip club. Anyway, and the thing is, like, or you know, get a lap dance on the on the bench. Strippers, the strip strip clubs in Houston. The strip clubs in Houston, I bet, are very generous to Harden. Uh, and, and there there aren't many places like Houston. And I just think it's interesting that Sam Presti drafted all these top elite players. And they, he, he would not keep them together. Um, he traded them. He traded one of them um, on the last time college game, game day came to Oklahoma and they're coming back this Saturday and they spent the rest of their careers um, separate since 2016, but always wanted to link up back with one another to win a title because Presti would not win that title with them. Um, so I'm very intrigued at these guys like Presti, like he didn't get these weren't free agents. He drafted them like, Oh, okay. So he does it right. all through the draft. He controls the contracts. And well, they control their contract and he sent them to Houston. The best thing he got out of it was Steven Adams. So yikes. You said strip clubs and there's no place like Houston. Is that out of experience? I imagine <laughs> first hand experience. I imagine, um, I imagine the strip clubs in Houston for James Harden treat him much more, um, uh, what would I say? I'd just say much better, better than, 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 than maybe, than maybe a cold night in Brooklyn. Who knows? They probably they treat, probably treat him about like uh restaurants in OKC treat Steven Adams. They know they're going to make a lot of money when he walks yeah. in. I was That's about to say, I think point. Harden probably single-handedly keeps three or four strip clubs <laughs> open. Yeah. I mean, which is why he has jerseys in the Rafters. But okay. my, 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 oh, man, remember, my remember. man's got a face mask on and yeah. getting a lap dance and, and hand sanitizer. See, that's you know, remember when the pandemic just like officially hit and they were doing drive through, like drive through uh, stripper, like nice. lap dances or whatever, yes. you know. I don't huh? know. I don't remember this. Huh? They did. In Oklahoma, they did. They, 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 they had these drive through things. Seriously. It's funny. It's funny. Kamiar's the only guy that knows about any of this stuff. <laughs> but, you guys remember that? You remember You remember yeah. what it smelled like? Remember when we went through the strip club drive through? <laughs> it probably looks really weird and probably looks like even more shady. But like, you can imagine what that looks like maybe at Houston. And then, like, I bet they don't have drive through strip clubs over in Brooklyn. So it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm just imagining Kamiar <laughs> sitting in his car with the windows rolled up, eating wings, just hey, like up? Wa watching a stage of women dancing on poles. I've never, been to, I've never been to a strip club in my life. Neither have I. If, if it's either. a drive-through one, does it count? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. You tell me, you yeah. Tell I didn't me breathe. In, if I didn't breathe in the air, does it count? That's a good question. I didn't inhale. <laughs> So Where are we I, right now? I, yeah, I we I have a problem. I ask you guys. So every right, time right. something like this leaks, uh, no, I'm not talking about strip clubs. I'm talking about the, Whoa, the, leaks the strip club. Whoa, <laughs> the uh, the hardened trade rumors uh, to Brooklyn, and obviously a, a huge disclaimer being that in the article that Woj and Rona Shelburne, Shelburne, and somebody else. Um, anyways, it very it all came together when, of course. He was, uh, I guess it was James Harden and KD were all working out in LA this summer, or I guess off season. And uh, they kind of started talking about it. 
But my question is, like, when, when these reports come out, I talked about this on Wednesday when we learned about the CP3 reports, uh, the, the trade rumors to Phoenix. Who is leaking this information out, and what are they trying to gain from it? So in this case, um, even though Maury isn't there anymore, Houston is notoriously known for leaking out some of this information. And the way I took it personally, and I want your guys' opinion on this, it almost felt like, okay, so – you know, James has made it very clear he's not happy here. He might be trade. We're probably going to have to trade him at some point. We want to evaluate all options before the season starts, but we haven't personally heard from the Brooklyn front office. So, what can we do to get them to initiate so that way we don't have uh, Houston has reached out to Brooklyn trying to trade James Harden? Tweets going all over the place, right? Like, that's a how good do point. we get them to come to us, and then we can evaluate all options. We can get their best offer on the table right before the season starts. And then we can proceed and, and maybe we can go one last run with Harden or run it back is what they were saying um, this next season with Harden and well, one last try. So is it is it Houston who leaked that trying to get Brooklyn to come to them? That's kind of how I took it. Well, well, what about the the flip side of that coin? What if it's Brooklyn or an agent that leaked it trying to get, yep. uh, right. you know, trying to get that information out and say, hey, Houston, look, Harden doesn't James want in there anymore. Yeah, to talk to, to us so and let, let's make do. a deal. Right. And speaking of, like, I don't if, – if we get deep in, like, the discussion of what is James Harden's worth, we're going to be here for a long time. <laughs> but what the hell does Brooklyn have to offer? Like, a lot of teams could beat that offer. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, and some first-round picks that aren't going to be any good? I think the picks, the picks might help Houston because they don't have any of those, unlike Oklahoma yeah, City. But I mean, like, but could you just turn around and go to Philly players. and ask for Ben Simmons and picks? Like, Nick, you were asking, oh, yeah, that's the bit. Yeah, that's, that's right. Nick, you were even talking about the Warriors earlier. Like, the Warriors can yeah. offer a better package, than, which is horrifying, but they can. They can offer a better package, I think, up front than the Brooklyn Nets can. I think any team with a top four or five pick has a better package than Brooklyn. I mean, if you're the wolves with pick number one, I'm not saying Harden wants to go to the wolves and it sounds like that'll be a big part of it. But if I'm the Rockets and you're it's pick one versus mid twenties, Dinwiddie and, and Levert and, and some of these other guys we've talked about, like, come on. Yeah. I just don't see how Brooklyn concocts a deal and and is competitive with it, you know, unless they give up like, I don't know what future picks they own if they own all their own future picks, but it'd have to be like the next six years giving up the first round picks. And then in the years you can't pick swaps or something. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's going to end up, if it does go through, it's going to end up being a little bit Paul George Clippers esque because these deals where the players are locked into a contract and they say like, this is where I want to go. The leverage just evaporates. Presti was in a unique situation in, in what he was able to get back. But like, I mean, Houston, I don't know if things have really gone as sideways as they have. Yeah, you want to do right by Harden because of all he's given to your franchise. But like at the same time, sorry, dude, like <laughs> we're not trading you to Brooklyn. And if, if it comes down to, you know, like I said, you know, sorry, you're going to have to play here another year um, before we look at trade offers or we're going to send you to Philly or something like that. Then I, they may have to do that and Harden. I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting kind of like referendum on the player movement era to see if Harden can get away with this, I think is what yeah. I'm, I'm curious to watch. Exactly. Uh, two things. Number one, how satisfying is it going to be whenever <laughs> Harden gets traded and the Thunder got more for Paul George and Houston gets for James Harden? Well, it's different. Like like Justin said, it was for Paul George and Kawhi. And Kawhi. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but, but I don't know if, still, if James... I'm going to rub it in everyone's face when it happens. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Secondly... 
let's say they do end up trading hard. They 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 hit the big red button that's on the table. They blow it all up. Um, they trade hard. And apparently, there's no market for Westbrook. But once you trade hard, and Westbrook is going to say, "Get me the hell out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Send me anywhere." The Thunder own their pick next year. Let's say the like I, I I think I maybe mentioned to you guys earlier this evening before we recorded. Go ahead and send Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie to Houston. They're going to get their asses beat in the Western Conference, and the Thunder are going to get a top 10 pick in the 2021 draft. Hopefully, they don't get their asses beat too bad, or else we don't get that yeah. pick. Is it a top five? <laughs> yeah, protected. Yeah, yeah the, next year, the next year is, is the, it, it's a swap with Houston, and we have Miami's pick outright in 2021. That's why it's like the win win um, scenario. If you just like okay. they aren't able to trade Harden this season, they have to run it back with Harden. They just offload Westbrook, and then you just have a disgruntled Harden all season who. You know they're winning some games, but you know there's kind of middle of the pack. That's just yeah. a perfect scenario for Houston. Has truly screwed themselves roster wise. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Like and like unlike any other team in the NBA. Like you even look at the powers in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. They are the most screwed, and they're like in they're in that area of what we've talked about before. You don't want to be like in the no man's land. You either want to be really good in contending or you want to be down low so you can get players to be contending. Right. And the Rockets are like, you know, it's weird. They can be really good. Uh, of course, the tallest player on their team is like six foot seven, but they have no assets. They have no picks and all their money is tied up into two guys. So I, it's really, it's really them. And their youngest player is 26 years old. They have no youth. I think their average age, it's definitely the oldest in the NBA. I think it's like 28 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Half of their players are high risk for COVID. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's interesting because like Oklahoma City, of course, what they trade for Shea and the the Clippers, they they have a down year because way off uh, is awful uh, towards the end of the year. And then Oklahoma City, like a, a lot of Rockets fans were very excited to get rid of Chris Paul and to get Russell Westbrook, especially when Russell was carrying them uh, through those month and a half in the middle of the season before the pandemic happened. And then all of a sudden you see that OKC got it, the much better end of the deal and it's all going to possibly blow up again right after. And so like not and of course, this year is going to be a, a quick year, seemingly uh, may not seem so quick when you're losing all the time. And so Oklahoma City, Sam Presti has kind of been blessed uh, by the the nature of how all these things have been, been been unfolding as far as time because there's a lot happening in a short amount of time that favors Oklahoma City. True. I totally agree. Yeah. I would not want to be a Houston Rockets fan right now. Would uh, It's no, delicious. Forever. Though. Oh, forever. it is. It yeah, is. Forever. should be a Thunder fan. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, one more to hit on before we get out of here. Uh, I want to touch on the Drew Holiday rumors as well. Lots of talk that Drew may be on the move. Atlanta has been mentioned, Denver, um, the the Boston Celtics. Which team do you guys think Drew Holiday fits the best on? And at the end of the day, what do you think the the cost is going to be to get him? I mean, those... I, I, I'll put it this way. I think it's telling that the Celtics were trying to trade all three of their first rounders in this draft to get a top 10 pick, which they then were going to flip for Drew Hall or in a Drew Holiday package. Not just the 10th pick, but a 10th pick and Fowler, you know, who, whoever else. They, they have to match Hall. salary. Yeah. Exactly. It's probably going to be um, that lottery pick. That was per plus, KOC also. Yeah. Plus Kemba Walker. 
That's it. Seems like a high asking price, God, but that defensive um, lineup of Marcus Smart, Drew, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, and whoever else you throw out there, yep. would be so be wild. stupid. Mm-hmm. Real but nice. the Nets have also been super interested in Drew Holiday, and if this yeah. whole like Houston, you know, the the Harden thing kind of actually comes together, which kind of still seems like a long shot, but let's say it were to, you know, that makes. I don't know. Um, that that puts a kink in the whole Drew Holiday trade negotiations. But the other team I want to mention is Denver, and I always have loved that fit. Um, it's not a secret, you know. That's something that's been out there for almost a full season now. That um, Drew Holiday make a ton of sense in Denver, and I think Denver's had mutual interest there. He fits in their culture, which is something that matters a lot to Denver, and uh, would obviously put them over the hump to be able to con- to contend at least with teams like the Lakers and Clippers. Speaking so, about Denver, uh, because I've I've read this book, and I, I think I've mentioned to you guys a few times about the rebuild that the Sixers made uh, and it it covers everything from the beginning of the rebuild to now. And do you Mm -hmm. guys think that OKC's rebuild is going to be somewhat similar to maybe like the Nuggets as far as you just pick guys and like, they're not even really that high picks, but they turn out to be really decent players and you just get, that's a good point draft or is it a Celtics thing because you already have Shea and maybe a couple other pieces or is it, is it a Sixers thing? where you are just building from the ground up and it's going to be miserable for a few years because Thunder fans and Oklahoma fans in general have been really spoiled. Um, I mean, unless you're an Oklahoma State Cowboys fan, you haven't really been spoiled. But um, (laughs) if you think like because Seattle did all the tanking for OKC, I mean, Mm -hmm. they had Kevin Durant and Russell. Russell That's a good point. And so they did all the tanking for OKC. They had one bad season in PJ Carlismo got fired halfway through that one bad season. And then they started taking off. And so I don't think people, I think people are under, uh, underestimating how bad this team will probably be over the next two to three seasons. I like, I, I like that fair. scale. I like that scale. You have the, uh, the Celtics who were like just the perfect quote unquote tank, right? Cause they were still competitive and it wasn't a very long tank on one end of the scale on the other far end of the scale. You have the Sixers that was a much more drawn out and was kind of a miserable process, but it did pay off. But in the middle, you have a team like the Nuggets, like you said, Kami are who just kind of built from the ground up. And uh, we're able to just gradually become more and more competitive. Uh, and I mean, to the point where their attention pretty late helps. <laughs> right. It, what, what, what about what about the far end of the scale? The teams that suck and still suck. Oh, it, so you go even Kings, further and you get the, the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. King yeah. and Hornets. I mean, I, 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 blame, better, but. I blame that I think, on management. Yeah. Right. I think exactly. the Thunder are more leaning towards a Boston style rebuild as yeah. far as the quickness with the the Philly style of bottoming out. I just think it's going to be a bottom out, and then they're going to rise up rather quickly. Well, but, but similar, similar to Boston, because they had all the picks. Yeah, right? exactly, that's exactly. Yep. That's huge. Back back so, to Drew Holiday in Denver, though. Let's say there is interest there. They're they're having talks. If you are in the Denver front office, and the decision comes down to we can get Drew Holiday, and he'd basically take the place of Gary Harris. Do you add Michael Porter Jr. into the trade? Hell no. I think it's the asking price, right? I mean, I don't know what else they want. It absolutely is. No, I think it would be Gary Harris. They'd flirt with Bull Bull. (laughs) I mean, there's there's no chance. Michael Porter Jr. might be the best player on that team in two to three years. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see. And and if you don't throw that in He's an anti-vaxxer. You got to keep that in mind. He might get COVID and die. (laughs) I think think if they don't throw Michael Porter Jr. in there, 
I mean, there's enough suitors for Drew Holiday that you can get a better offer elsewhere than Gary Harris and Bull Bull and a late first round pick, you know? And I yeah. think you take that risk if you're Denver to Nick and Kamara's point. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I would keep Michael Porter Jr. too. I'm just saying, I don't think it, a deal with Denver gets point. done for Drew unless Michael Porter Jr. is in it. Because then you just turn around and you make a deal with with the Celtics or you make a deal with Atlanta or you make a deal with, you know, who That's what I want to mention. So one, one last team to cover before we get out of here. At underscore CL12 underscore. Um, he says 100% Atlanta for number six and DeAndre Hunter plus filler. That, that's an interesting one. I mean, hell, why too much? How much is Drew Holiday making? Do we know? I don't have it pulled up here. I'll get Ooh, it. I don't have it pulled up either. Is it 26? I was going to say, I was going to say 26. That's oh, weird. How cute. You guys were going to say the same thing. It's 25.3 assholes. I was going to say a lot of money. I was same thing. A lot. Here's a, here's a legitimate question for you. Golden State call says pick number two in Wiggins for Drew. Wiggins got three years left on the deal. You got to eat that money. Uh, and you have Brandon Ingram, but I you think still you, get the number two pick. So I think you just tell you, you Wiggins do to suck it. You, you do that. <laughs> no, you, you do that. I, I think I would do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and another yeah. one, too. If I think Golden State would do it, right? I do, I, yeah. I do, too. I do, too. But if you're, if you're Brooklyn, and we've talked about Harden, but you have to give up the entire farm and have no bench, what about a, a Harden light type deal where you give up half of those guys we've talked about for Drew Holiday you still have a solid bench. You can still play like defense and you're getting 75% of the production. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You could do like Karis Levert. Um, Karis Levert and Tarian Prince is actually over the amount you would need. You could do Karis Levert. Uh, he makes 16. Jared Allen makes another four. Uh, and, and like a Garrett Temple. Garrison, and then, Jarrett Allen, yeah. Garrett Temple. And then and throwing then, a draft pick. Throwing their, their pick number, what is it like? Uh, I think they have 19. 19. I think that's a pretty fair deal for Drew. Jarrett Allen's too. a damn good center. Yeah. And yep. and the, the, the question there, though, I mean, and I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole, but you already have Jackson Hayes there. You can bring in Jarrett Allen. He could start. You could play Jackson Hayes off the bench. The Afro boys. I think you're yeah, going to end up. Yeah, that's true. I think you're going to end up having to play Zion at the five. I think that's where he's going to be best at in the league is at the five as a mismatch. He just has so, to expand that jumper and he can. So we've yeah. seen it, but, but, but so there's a, you know, another interesting hypothetical. You guys think drew gets traded on draft night or before? No, mm. they're, they're, they're even like, they're in the same boat. OKC was last summer. Like we would like mm. to move Chris, but we're yeah. happy bringing him into this season. They're in, they're in no rush. They're going to wait for the best offer. Yeah. I think so, too. I think the only difference there is last year, Chris probably didn't have a lot of value being flipped, whereas I think Drew does have a lot of value right now. True. That's true. What happens tomorrow at uh, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, 12, 12 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time? The dinner shooter like, trade becomes official? <laughs> is it <laughs> actually? Yeah, is it trade together. deadline? Is it like the trade deadline, or is it kind of like dull... And then, like, tomorrow, like, around 4 p.m., we get our first trade. So, two then, two weeks ago, maybe, on one of our Sunday pods. Uh, me and Nick said under, yeah, right? Nick said 3.5 trades on the day the trade market opens. And I said under. Okay, so First you 24 hours. And yeah, I feel yeah. like an idiot now. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and I said and under. We thought this was going to happen, like, three days ago. Let, let's, put <laughs> let's put it at 5.5 now. 5.5 trades done 
tomorrow from 11 a.m. Central Time to midnight. So in the 13-hour span, 5.5. 5.5. You going over or under? I'm under. under on that one. I'm under. under. Yep. Oh, wow. All you I, guys think are under, under. But it, I think it's under, but it's close. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So we're all going over on the three. You've already, there, there, there's already one, so it's really four and a half. Yeah. True. So it's it's going to be interesting. I cannot, I cannot wait. I have a meeting production, with our... Yeah, production is going to be in the toilet for like so oh, many people tomorrow. Well, I have a <laughs> like a monthly update meeting with our CEO and our CEO slash president at 1 p.m. So uh, if you guys are ready for some trades to drop, be sure to tune in at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time because it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Good guys, uh, any thoughts before we hop on out of here? It's exciting hey. to be back. This has been fun too. Had a lot of fun with you guys uh, getting to be on here live and kind of like the old days when we we first started, right? When we did the, uh, what was it? I don't know what we used, Skype? I think we used Skype back in the day. Back when when we didn't care about quality. Yeah. We care about quality? (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for checking out this episode. Whether you watched it live, if you did, hell yeah. We really enjoyed it. We'll be doing these more often. Or if you're checking out the podcast version, either way, thank you so much. Whether you've listened once or a thousand times, make sure you go and drop that five-star rating. That's call me or stares at me uh, awkwardly. Go drop that five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, It means a lot to us. Also, come hang out with us Wednesday night on our virtual draft party. We're giving away tons of, of gifts. I guess you can call them gifts. Giveaways. We're giving away tons of giveaways It's going to be a blast. We're going to react to all the picks as they come in. We're going to have some guests on with us as well. You're not going to want to miss out. Go check out at the underscore uncontested on Twitter to find all of the information, including how you can win a pizza party, an OKC Thunder draft hat, and a custom Thunder jersey of whoever the rookie is that they draft on Wednesday night. Pokemon. Pokemon. Tons of stuff coming up this week is going to be wild. Please enjoy the beginning of your week. Enjoy the trades that are going to go down tomorrow. Do so safely. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Stay safe. We want you guys to be healthy. We will be back with you Wednesday night for our live draft show. Unless emergency pod, we get an emergency pod with something big happening. Uh, If that is the case, we will come to you sooner. Again, have a great beginning of your week. And as always, thunder up. Hey, another one I thought of for Poku. Sexy Alexi. Let's make the shirts. Go away. I'll pass. Oh, no. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.